Welcome to the Random City Podcast. Chester Copperpot, he was a pro. He never made it this far. A competitor. He was very good. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Just listen to the old pork chop express. Take his advice on a dark and stormy night. The person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. When Godzilla's coming, y'all be tripping. Where did you come from? From your blood. I'm brute. You will be. You underestimate my power. He's gonna be the third scariest thing on that train. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Hello, welcome back to the Random City Podcast. I am Jimmy in Georgia. I am your host, per usual. And we're back for another episode of the Random City Podcast. And here in our introductory section of the show that I like to call Random Chatter, I guess there's a couple little things I want to briefly mention, just because I like it, I guess. I don't know. The last couple weeks, I guess, there's been lots of different little news stories. A lot about Star Wars, and I'm a big Star Wars fan. Again, I think I said this last week, I try not to be too much of a news show, just because that stuff gets dated very, very quickly. So, one thing that was reported all over the internet is the possibility of a new Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Who knows what it would be called if this actually happens. Uh, It's still, I guess, in the developmental stage, in theory, based on what Hollywood Reporter and any other websites who reported on it said. They were attaching a director... And for years, we've heard Ewan McGregor, the Obi-Wan of the prequels, talk about this. And he he recorded some audio for The Voice Awakens. And on a daily basis, it seemed like for a while, people were talking about him saying he wanted to do Obi-Wan Kenobi movie or even a trilogy of movies. It looks like that might actually be happening. This is one thing I would be very much for. The Han Solo movie, I'm still not on board with. I think it's a dumb idea. I don't like this kid they've cast. I don't think he looks like Harrison Ford. And I think that's pretty important. Unless they're going to do some kind of weird special effects to make him look more like Harrison Ford in the movie, I don't like it. I honestly don't at this point. Now, that may change once I see some footage, once I see a trailer, once I see something. But I'm kind of the same way I was with The Force Awakens with that movie. I was very trepidatious with that. And I never was all that excited for The Force Awakens. Uh, (laughs) And even after the first five viewings, I didn't really like it that much. But I grew to accept what it was. And and so I like it more than I did when I first saw it. But there were just so many things I, I wanted to see happen that didn't happen. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this at some point. I've heard Mark Hamill say this. I've heard Steve Glosson say this. You would think at the end of this Force Awakens, when that lightsaber starts moving and flies across the screen, there'd be Mark Hamill or Luke Skywalker there to save the day. But no, it was Ray who had every Force power ever without any training, with any knowledge. All the, all of a sudden, you know, the Force awakened within her, apparently, and is she's super powerful and can do Jedi mind tricks and move things with her mind. And I mean, I don't really mind her fighting because she fought with her staff. But the Jedi stuff, just, I don't know, I didn't get it. With Ron Howard being the new director of the Han Solo movie, that makes me feel a little bit better, but I still, I'm still don't really care at this point. It just doesn't sound that great. And even with The Last Jedi, it's four months away. I'm not that excited for it. I think I may have said this last week, just with so much Star Wars, I feel like myself and others in the near future, if they're not already there, many of us will get kind of burned out on it. It's just too much. Like, I've got a few of the comics. They had a great sale a while back on Amazon. I picked up quite a few of the comics on there. Like, it was a collection of comics, like five and six comics at a time for like two bucks. And that was cool, and I read a few of those. But I'm never going to catch up with the comics. I think I mentioned this last time, too. I'm caught up in all the, the novels from Del Rey. 
There's some of the other ones from Disney or Lucas Press or whatever it's called that I haven't gotten to. And there's like five or six more coming out very soon. And so I feel like I'm not going to catch up with those. I don't know. There's just so much Star Wars. And I'm looking forward to Star Wars Rebels. I'm I'm more excited about Star Wars Rebels Season 4 than I am about Last Jedi. And I'm curious to see where they go from there. I hope whatever is next is more like Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars than Forces of Destiny. I liked parts of the Forces of Destiny. There were some interesting little tiny stories with Ahsoka and with Princess Leia and Sabine. Uh, I didn't care for the ones with Rey. And there's going to be more of those. I'm looking forward to see Hera there. But then even with the Freemakers, they released an entire season of the Freemaker Adventures in like the span of a few weeks. I've watched the first episode of that on Disney XD On Demand or whatnot. And I like that little show. But like everywhere you look is Star Wars stuff. And I, and I think the stuff is part of the problem to me. Just anything and everything they can slap a Star Wars logo on, they do. And then I was listening to Daniel with his episode that came out, I guess technically on the 23rd, even though I think he recorded it on the 22nd of August, with Star Wars something. He was talking about the Porgs, and he thinks the Porgs are something they kind of invented just to sell products. Or even to the point of, they had this idea for the product, and we're like, we'll put that in the movie. And I don't put that past them. I think that's actually very possible, considering how much the licensing makes. I would assume it makes a lot more than the movies. Now, I saw some statistics from several years ago that was definitely pointing that direction. But anyway, all that to say, if they do make a Kenobi movie, I would look forward to that. I'll be much more excited about that than I would be about The Last Jedi, for example, or Freemakers, or pretty much anything else they're doing right now. So I hope that happens. I really do. Speaking of Star Wars stuff again, there was a new trailer, real quick in this random chatter section, of Battlefront 2, and it showed some space battles, different ships flying around and things. Caught a few glimpses of Yoda, Darth Maul, some other characters. And that was awesome. And then they had a part where they're flying and doing a battle over Ryloth from the Clone Wars. And you hear For the Republic. And I'm like, well, that's nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge... If you're familiar with wrestling lingo, one of the things they call... And this is actually from old carnival days. But they call someone who is a, a fan a mark. And so I'm a mark for the Clone Wars. I love the Clone Wars. That's like my favorite era whether it be the cartoon series or a tie-in novel like Dark Disciple or whatever else. I want more Clone Wars or something that's very similar to that. And so the fact that the battle droids and the clones are going to be in Battlefront 2 makes me way more excited for Battlefront 2 than I have been for Battlefront 1 and that I've had for you know almost two years now. I guess I got that run not too long after it was released. But yeah, that's great. So anyway, I guess that's enough random chatter with some sort of current news. So I was trying to come up with a topic for today. And usually I've just gone with, you know, what's movies in the theater, what, what anniversaries come up or gone by. And there there is a movie um, in the theater this week. It was interesting to me, actually, but I'm not going to talk about that. I, I'll mention it, I guess, real briefly. Apparently this week Terminator 2 was coming back to theaters in a 3D release. And this is something James Cameron's done for a few other movies. He did this with Titanic a while back. And I think he did this with something else he had made. But either way, this is something that happens. And apparently Cameron has gotten the rights back for Terminator and plans to do new movies here in the near future. Sounds like is what I've been hearing. I could do a Terminator episode. I like Terminator movies. I've watched them all. I, I didn't get into the Terminator TV series. I watched a couple episodes. It's never really latched on to that. But that's okay. That happens sometimes. So I was just trying to think of a topic for today. He said, whatever, i got to come up with something. And so I was thinking this, you know, 2017, we're getting, you know, on in the years. As 
almost two thirds of the way done. And I was thinking, hey, it would be a fun time maybe to just go back and look at the year 2007, so 10 years ago, and just see kind of what some of the top movies, not necessarily top grossing movies, but some of the top movies that I enjoyed from 10 years ago. And just doing that, I have some ideas for some future podcasts here for the probably the month of October. And we'll get into that as we get into this next area of discussion. But we're going to hit some. We're going to hit some random old commercial here to play uh, for, you know, 30 seconds or so, and then we'll be right back with some 2007 movies that I enjoyed, and I guess kind of a top 10 list. Dr. Robert Neville, 2012. I am broadcasting on all AM frequencies. I'm a survivor living in New York City. Anyone is out there. Please, you are not alone. I am legend. Alright, so the random selection for this week is my top ten movies of 2007. And I didn't take more than maybe ten minutes just kind of thinking through and, and looking through some movies that were released that year. And I picked out ones that jumped out at me. And there are lots of other movies that you may really love that aren't on the list, but... Like some of the other ones from that year that I did not list include Spider-Man 3, which was the top grossing film of the year, even though it was ter- you know, it was terribly reviewed and people hate it and it caused a reboot within a couple years later, but it was the highest grossing movie of the year. And I don't understand how Hollywood works like that. That doesn't make sense to me. How can it be the highest grossing movie of the year and just be terrible? And I guess people would say that about Transformers and all kinds of other movies over the years. But uh, anyway, that is the case. That's not on my list. So I'm going to do do the old-fashioned 10 to 1, just because that's more exciting, I suppose. I don't know. And I'm not going to talk real long about these. Just, you know, brief little blurbs of stuff that sticks out, you know, 10 years later, that why I picked this one out on my list. And number 10, I picked Disturbia. And if you're familiar, maybe not. It was kind of a uh, Rear Window remake, if I I remember the correct movie. Um, I think it was Rear Window. It was an Alfred Hitchcock movie. With I can't think of the guy's name from Wonderful Life. Jimmy Stewart. Here it is. <laughs> An Alfred Hitchcock movie with Jimmy Stewart. That he was he had like a broken leg. He was stuck in this house and he was watching his neighbors and he was thinking they were up to no good, murders, etc. And that's basically the plot line here. And I don't know if they've took that from that movie. I don't know if it was meant to be a reboot or a remake, but that is definitely what it always reminded me of. And it had Shia LaBeouf, and this was kind of his breakout year. You know, before this, he had been in Even Stevens, and, and you know, in this one year, he was in Transformers and Disturbia, which are kind of two big, huge movies, honestly, if you really come you know, come down to the money and everything came out. But it was, a, it was a good movie, I thought. It was interesting. Again, kind of a modern take on an old story. He had a, a boot, a boot, I think that's what it's called, a little bracelet on his leg where he had to be at home because of his probation or whatever. and he, he But again, he th- was pretty sure his neighbor was murdering people and he was watching these things happen. And so I haven't seen that one in a while. I wouldn't mind watching that again. And so to me, rewatchability and even you know 10 years later still being interested in it is one of the reasons that one is on my list. And that was number 10 from 2007. Number nine on my list was 28 Weeks Later. I... In the last few years, I'm not as much of a zombie fan as I once was. And I think that may be the case for a lot of us. Maybe, I don't know. It depends on your taste. I really enjoyed the 28 Days Later. I think that was a better film than 28 Weeks Later. But 28 Weeks Later was still a good movie. I, it was interesting to say, okay, we had recovered from the initial zombie outbreak. 
even though I guess technically they're infected. But whatever, same difference in my book. We're going to go move back in. Everything's going to be great. And nope. <laughs> and I guess maybe there's going to be 28 months later. I'm not sure. But I think those those movies are pretty good. But yeah, I do think there's a little zombie fatigue at this point for most people. If, they're, if they've kept up with that genre. Uh, number eight on my 2007 list is Stardust. And this is one of those movies that I honestly probably didn't see until a couple years after 2007. It has... Daredevil at this point, if you're if you're not familiar, Charlie Cox was the hero. It had Claire Danes, I believe, if I remember correctly. And there was an interesting role for Robert De Niro. He was basically a gay pirate, and it was actually really great. Like it was an entertaining movie. It was kind of a fairy tale situation. Again, if you haven't seen it, this guy, I think his name was Tristan, was in love with this jerk of a girl, and he finds this like portal to another dimension, and he goes on this adventure. And there's witches. There's all kinds of interesting things going on. And it's a fun kind of fairy tale in a lot of ways. And if you haven't seen Stardust, I'd say check it out. I think it's on Netflix, maybe Hulu, one of those type of streaming services. Fun little movie. And my favorite quote uh, was the pirate's crew and his flying pirate ship. After it was revealed, his true nature, I guess, would be the way to go. I don't know. They were like, we always knew you was a whoopsie. Whatever a whoopsie is. And so, number eight was Stardust. Number seven, Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Another one I probably didn't see for a couple years after 2007. Well, maybe the next year. It depends on when it was released. I remember watching this on Netflix back when Netflix was a DVD service. So, whenever that was. So, maybe 2008 I saw it. And I've seen it a few more times since then. I'm not a big musical fan. But I do like these weird Johnny Depp movies. I don't remember if this was Tim Burton. It looked like Tim Burton if it wasn't. And it's a weird little tale, but it is entertaining. I also, just because I'm a big Office fan, the Office episode where Andy is in Sweeney Todd, and they come to the office and they sing the Sweeney Todd song. They go to see the play during the episode. One of my favorite Office episodes. So, Sweeney Todd is number seven on my list of 2007 movies. Number six is going to be Resident Evil Extinction. This was the third in the series of, I think what ended up being six? I'd have to think about this for a minute. (laughs) They've had quite a few of these movies over the years. Yes, this was the third out of the six. We had Resident Evil. We had Resident Evil Apocalypse. Resident Evil Extinction, this movie. Resident Evil Afterlife. And then there was resident evil retribution and then most recently like the final chapter the final something i don't know it came out not too long ago so there have been six of these this was the one where they go to las vegas i think this is also the one where they start hearing about the refuge in alaska if i remember correctly but anyway i I, I like the resident evil movies i know they're not very good movies as far as good movies go but they're entertaining and again the whole zombie thing and and I don't know, the zombies aren't all that important in Resident Evil like they are in a lot of the different franchises. They're, they're background fodder. It's more about the, really, a lot of points in the Resident Evil series, the superhero that is Alice is kind of the focus, and then the evil Umbrella Corporation, where the zombies are just kind of background. That's going to be my number six for 2007. And again, I have a very specific things that I, I like. I enjoy sci-fi, I enjoy fantasy, I enjoy these types of movies. So. You know, 310 to Yuma was a good movie, but it's not on my list. I liked it, but dramas and westerns and stuff like that aren't really my cup of tea. So, number five, saying all that, 
is Live Free or Die Hard. This was the fourth in the Die Hard series, and I think there's been five of those now. I, th- I think there's only been one since that one. A Good Day to Die Hard, I think, has been the last of those at the moment. This was the one where we had a fire sale in America, and all this bad stuff was going on because of these terrorist attacks and things. And, of course, John McClane was going to save the day with a little techno geek, basically. I mean, he kills a helicopter with a motorcycle. I mean, John McClane is full-on superhero at this point. He's no longer just a New York City cop. And, hey, I'm okay with that. I enjoy these movies. And I guess we'll go on from there. And a couple of these things make me think. I've never done a Resident Evil episode. I've never done a Die Hard episode. And at some point, I probably will. This next one up is the fourth on my list for the year. And we did a whole episode about this a couple months ago, so I'm not going to talk about this much at all. But 2007, number four on my list is Transformers. A fun movie. Again, I really enjoyed the first one. There's a few things I could do without. Again, I feel like they do things in a movie that I feel like is targeted towards kids, even though they might say it's not. They have some content in there I feel like it shouldn't be there. But overall, entertaining. I still like it to be more like the old cartoon, and that's kind of always been my theory on the Transformers movies, but I really dug that one. And then number three on my list is one of my favorite franchises of all time. And this movie actually had an anniversary about two weeks ago, and I didn't even realize it. Rush Hour 3 came out August 10th, 2007. And here we are basically 10 years later at this point, a little over. And this is probably, I think most people would say maybe the weakest of the three movies, but it's still interesting. I still like that they go to France. I mean, in this case, they're they're both fish out of waters. The first movie, Carter was was in his element, and Lee was out of his element. And then the second, it was switched, and this one, they're both out of their element. So I think that works as as far as a uh, theme. Uh, Some of the stunts and things get a little silly, but again, it's Rush Hour. I love Rush Hour movies, and I don't believe I've ever done a Rush Hour episode. So again, this is another episode idea at some point in the near future, whenever, (laughs) we'll do a whole Rush Hour episode. All right, so number two on my list, is this is another one of the ones I've never done an episode on, but I probably should at some point, is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And I think this might be one of my favorite of the movies. We get more into the history, I think, I feel like in, in my book, of Harry and his parents and Sirius and some of the people connected to him, you know, really before he was born and when he never knew. And so I think that stuff's kind of interesting. As you expand the world of Harry Potter outside of the realm of of just Hogwarts, and so I think that's a, a, an interesting movie. I haven't read the book, but at some point I probably should do a Harry Potter episode. And I'll go on into my probably my favorite movie of two thousand and seven for several reasons. And I, I mentioned this at some point in the recent past. I don't remember which episode or what context, but. I really, really enjoy I Am Legend. And I do feel like I've just mentioned this somewhere recently with Will Smith, maybe in some of those Independence Day or Men in Black episodes or something. I'm not sure. But for the most part, that movie is featured around Robert Neville, Dr. Neville, uh, Will Smith, by himself or with his dog. I have gone into the novel. I've, I've read it. I think I got it on Kindle for really cheap. It's a short little thing. It's 160 pages. It came out in 1954 by Richard Matheson. And I know, I'm sure at some point on the podcast, I've mentioned the fact that there have been a couple other movies based on this book of I Am Legend. So I think what we're going to do, we're probably going to come back in maybe October and talk about I Am Legend, the novel, and the other two movies based on that novel. I think that'd be fun. 
I think that'd be pretty pretty good idea. And so I feel like, in some ways, this episode has been a fall preview for the Random City Podcast coming soon. But I, I do feel like maybe Harry Potter, I Am Legend, Resident Evil, those type of things might be good to talk about in October for kind of gearing up towards Halloween. Ooh, Halloween. But I don't know. We'll see. One thing I will mention here before we close out. If you want to listen to I Am Legend, you can pick that up on Audible. You can sign up for a free trial. Get two free audiobooks if you go over to audible.randomcitypodcast.com. And everyone else always says one free audiobook. I like to point out, hey, you can get two, and that's a good deal. You can keep it even if you don't continue with the service. You can cancel and keep the, the two free audiobooks. You can get I Am Legend, or if you're a big Harry Potter fan, you can pick up a couple of Harry Potter audiobooks for absolutely free. Just go over to audible.randomcitypodcast.com. It'll take you to Amazon to a little page there where you can get two free audiobooks with your Audible free trial. And so I'd say check that out. And I guess here at the end of the show, we'll let you know how you can get in contact with the show. You can let me know what you think about these 10 movies or your favorite movies that I didn't include from 2007. There's a bunch as they celebrate their 10th anniversary. I didn't see. I didn't watch Hangover. I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones. That's the first one that came to mind. So if you'd like to chime in with your thoughts, your movies from that year that you really enjoyed, email us at randomcitypodcast at gmail.com. Tweet to us at randomcity or send us a comment or a message or whatever over on Instagram at Random City Podcast. You can also text or call the show. Leave us a voicemail at 773-71-RANDOM. You can listen to the show in various ways. We like to mention this, I guess, every time around. iTunes, Apple Podcast app, Satchel Player app, the Google Play Store. And if you use Stitcher, you can find the Jimmy and Georgia radio feed there. And that's also available in iTunes. And you can also go to JimmyandGeorgia.com as well as RandomCityPodcast.com for more information about any of these shows show notes, links to different books or movies or whatever we talk about that week. I usually try to throw a few of those in there on the bottom of those pages. I guess that's going to wrap up this episode. And until next Thursday, I'm Jimmy in Georgia. Peace. Peace.